which is, I mean, geez, you know, the, uh, that's, that's a bit of an ego thing, but the, luckily there are no egos in karate. Exactly. <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome to Karate Over Coffee. A podcast where we chat about everything and anything related to karate and kabuto. I'm Reese Cummings, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Shane McMahon. So, but anyway, and you can also buy, I don't know if you've yeah. seen, you can buy those belts, you know, you can buy ones that are 10, they look five years or 10 years or 15 years old. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is... I mean, geez, you know, the, uh, that's, that's a bit of an ego thing, but the, luckily there are no egos in karate. Exactly. <laughs> but I I think... tell, I'll, I'll tell you a funny, a funny story. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go back to talking about Okinawa is, uh, uh, I went and the first time I went to this dojo, I went to pay the son, um, of, of the instructor. I gave him an envelope and, says see you later and that was the last session i think i do, uh, i trained there three times this is the third the third day and anyway so i paid and um wandered off uh and it wasn't until a couple of years later when i went back to the same dojo he said hey you what well, last time you just gave me an empty envelope so i forgot to put money in that envelope Oh, oh no so i'd made i made sure that i got an envelope because i actually went out i caught caught up with him for a coffee first before we did training and um anyway so i thought okay i'm definitely i've definitely got to get an envelope and put money in it so i went to the local 7-eleven and uh looked around i thought oh yeah that looks pretty good grabbed an envelope got some cool writing oh, on it. i know put, where i feel i feel like i know where you're going i put did, money did, put yeah money did it have a nice ribbon on it it did. It did. <laughs> yeah, so I gave it to gave it to him at the end of this uh, session and sort of wandered off. And I hear this laughing, absolute laughing. And anyway, the son comes over to me, and he said, "Do, do you do you want my father to to die?" And I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "Do you wish my dad is dead?" I'm like, what are you talking? About? I'm like, "What kind of translation is this?" Like, uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said, "This says with condolences." oh no yeah so, oh man I, honestly it's, i didn't it's hard I was... though isn't it you know like figuring oh. that, that if you look at the envelope thing there are so like there's black ribbons there's white ribbons there's all and they've got kanji on them and unless yeah. you really know what you're buying so my recommendation would be if it's please <laughs> plain envelope yes. um but uh, but what you you know i know your envelope was empty but at least uh <laughs> Your aim was to give them some. And I think yeah, that's, yeah. you know, we talk about karate's not necessarily, uh, you know, for some people it may be their business, for some people it may not be. Yeah. Uh, but time is worth something. Yeah. And the, from what I know, most instructors over there, you know, the dojo is pretty small, so you get a semi-private lesson anyway. And they're generally pretty giving with any information or instruction that they might have. And the fee that they charge is pretty minimal. So yeah. I think it's important that people remember that some form of obviously con contribution to the dojo is important uh, and, and to not forget that. Yeah. Well, I think there is also people go uh, Westerners go to Okinawa for maybe a week or so. And if they don't have a, a Ruha or if they don't have a school, 
um, and they choose somebody, sometimes they get a little bit angry or upset that they didn't learn, you know, the secrets of karate. Mm. Um, I mean, why, why would they teach you more than, than, you know, the outer shell of, of training or, yeah. uh, if, if you're not going to be with them for the next three, five, 20 years time, you know, and, um, I think, uh, uh for in, instead of going to Okinawa to learn the secrets, it should be more about embracing the, the karate culture. Yeah. And I think you can go there and you can just train and you can have fun. Yeah. Um, I met a couple of guys that were, at, uh, there was a family, there was a, um, they were from Europe. I can't remember right now where, but there was a, you know, uh, parents and then two kids, a girl and a boy. And they happened to be staying at the same accommodation that I was. And we got chatting and they were like, oh, we do karate there. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, have you trained in Okinawa? And they were like, no. And I was like, Oh, well, I'll let me give uh, Sensei a buzz and I'll just say, hey, can you come mm. along and train? And he was very welcoming and he was very giving. But at the same time, and they seemed to have a lot of fun. But at the same time, if I think about me as an instructor, if someone was coming to visit me, I would allow them, of course, and, you know, welcome them, of course. And they get to experience whatever I was teaching in that class, but they're coming in when I'm at a certain point in teaching part of my program or my yeah, class, totally. yeah. they're going to get what they get. If yeah. I knew that they were coming because they really wanted to experience what I was after with the intent of possibly evaluating it, deciding whether they wanted to join, mm. that might be a different experience. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they tend to be welcoming, but you, you, I guess you can only expect so much. Possibly we expect too much. And, yeah. And um yeah, and, and some some people only think that Okinawan karate is only, you know, kicking and punching, um, mm. whereas the Westerners have sort of moved on to more practical applications and, and whatnot. But um, if you go to Okinawa and expect, you know, the secrets of, of karate, you're, you're going to be sorely, sorely um, upset. Well, I think especially if it's a short trip and you're only thinking about the physical, like my most memorable experiences, my most valued experiences, are the ones that probably aren't in the dojo, even though the dojo in and of itself is everywhere. Mm. Uh, it's, it's things that I've learned because like we said before, I wouldn't want a dojo in my house, but uh, not a public one. But when we would finish training, there'd be the opportunity to head up and have a coffee or, coffee. Uh, you know, sit at... exactly. <laughs> you mean beer? Uh, yeah, that, that was in the evening, morning training <laughs> session. Coffee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, you could, you could do that. You could have a chat, I guess, just like we're doing now. Yeah, and yeah. just discuss things and learn things, both of a, I guess, a bit more of a personal nature and stories that might not be public. Yeah, and yeah for sure. really create a, a connection with your instructor yeah. um and, and that relationship is something that with all of my instructors that i value more than necessarily what they're teaching me physically it, it's the other stuff obviously having done karate since i was a, a a kid um i feel that it's a really large part of my life and the instructors that i've had mm. have played a really big part in that life of developing uh me as a person and, and many of those experiences have come because of the access to that i guess personal connection outside of the dojo yeah. but that's one that's i guess come through 
years of relationships and my instructor in Australia doing an extraordinarily large amount of work as well to foster, build and create a trust there that could then extend to me and then to my students and that kind of thing as well. And uh, yes. you also learn more about the person's personality, about your sense of personality, uh, you know, and they may trust you more and understand your, where you're coming from a bit more. Mm. Um, and well, that, that makes me think as well, because uh, so this week I was trying to go through history and culture and our lineage with the, the kids in my karate class. And one story I told, I always think it's a funny one because you wouldn't expect um, it to happen. And I know, some of my colleagues in my style that have been to this dojo uh, have some similar experiences, but there was a cat that kept visiting the dojo. Was it and, or? Yeah, no, no, not a person, an actual cat. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it kept visiting the dojo and, and, and the sensei was like, I'm sick of it visiting the dojo. It's, you know, it pees places and all of that kind of stuff. So we went out to the supermarket and we purchased, uh, you know, like those transportable cages that you, you take a pet in. And a he's shovel? like, okay. Sorry? A shovel? No, oh, no, not no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> So a cage, a, a nice little pet cage, a very, uh, you know, ethical one. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what we did is he was like, okay, we've got to catch the cat. And he's like, it's always on the roof. There's a staircase out the back, or there was a staircase out the back of the dojo. Mm. Uh, it was metal, though. Um, yeah, it was metal. And obviously, it was not in the greatest condition. Uh, but Sensei was like, you can go up there. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so then I, then I went up the top. We put out the cage. We put some food in it and that kind of thing. And eventually, we did catch the cat. Uh, and then we took it to the local council office and uh, left it there for them to deal with. But that obviously the kids thought that was like oh that's funny and why why are we doing catch catting or cat catch, catching catch. in in the dojo how is that part of karate training and i was like it's not but uh back then a lot of the time the stuff that you would do is not necessarily just in the dojo you, you would uh, i guess do things to help out yeah. and that that's just an interesting sort of uh story and it's it's a funny one that obviously sticks in my head so it uh, sounds like a bit like Rocky across uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, I've got uh, funny one funny story. Um, I was at a seminar. And there were maybe forty or fifty people at the seminar, and it was about it was on Kisha Jitsu. And um, actually, I didn't realize it was going to be on Kisha Jitsu. I just turned up to the seminar, and mm. I, I was with this Canadian guy who was my partner. And we'd, I'd been doing Kisha Jitsu since like the late 80s, early 90s through my dad. My dad would practice on me when I was a kid. And this is around the George, when George Dillman first came out with the Dim Muck stuff. Anyway, yeah. we had the old VHS tapes and so my dad would practice on me. Anyway, so, so we incorporated that into our karate um, for a long time. So I was with this Canadian guy and, and the sensei there was teaching um, a, a couple of points. And I know from my experience that they don't work on me. <clears throat> so, uh, so I, I was tapping, but the the Canadian guys like, are they hurt? I'm like, oh no. So it's oh sensei, sensei, come here, come here, come here. So so sensei comes over and he tries it on me, and I'm like, oh yep, 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 tapping. And he's like, does that hurt? And I said, no. He goes, oh you're too big, you're too big, you're too big, and and walked off. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. 
And then we were doing a, another part, another one, and I knew this one didn't work either. I thought, oh, for Pete's sake, all the other ones have hurt me, just a couple don't. Um, yeah. It probably helped that, uh, you know, I'd been at the dojo bar the night before and uh, had, had some had a few beers. But um, anyway, so he's trying to begin this Canadian guy, and I said, look, mate, I, I know you, you are touching the point. They just don't hurt me. And he goes, oh, Sensei, Sensei, come back, come back. There's not hurt, there's not working. So Sensei comes over again and he tries it, tries it on me again. And uh, I said, uh, I said, oh, yep, yep, yep. And he's like, they don't work, do they? I said, no. And he goes, you're too big, you're too big. And he goes, come here, come here. And he walks me all the way to the door. And he's like, and he's walking, walking, walking. He's like, come here, come here. And like, you know, if you can't see, he's, he's ushering me in a Japanese style you know fingers down coming here coming and the whole the whole class had stopped everybody had turned around and is watching me and i'm taking yeah. like tiny steps like oh, oh what, what what's going on sensei uh, uh. <laughs> and i thought oh my god i'm getting kicked out of this guy's dojo oh my god like like the only person here kicked out of this dojo what's my dad gonna say uh, well what's what's my japanese sensei gonna say oh my god i'm bringing shame walks me <laughs> all the way to the door and i would have been yeah. bright red absolutely like a beetroot yeah. and he goes oh can you reach this and he, he was standing <laughs> up high and i said oh yeah Grabbed it and he, goes, and he goes, oh, thank you, and walked off. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I walked back to the Canadian guy, and he goes, man, I thought he was kicking you out. I'm like, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. So, Who knows if uh, I made a better story, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, honestly, I, I was a wreck after that. Thankfully, that was the end of the seminar. But, uh, yeah. oh, and uh, I, never, I never wanted to go back to the dojo because I was just so embarrassed, so embarrassed, but. Ended up all right. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, I think that sort of wraps up our uh, one of her many many chats on Okinawan karate. Yep. Um, and uh, guys, make sure if you haven't if you haven't seen already, we do have a YouTube channel. So if you just type in karate over coffee in YouTube, you'll be able to actually see what Reese and I look like, whether that's good or bad. Um, <laughs> And uh, in this episode, I think you might see my son a couple of times. It, um, it's school holidays and I've got to look after him while my, son, while my wife has a real job. <laughs> so, yeah. So make sure you check out our YouTube as well as uh, a cast. Uh, we're on there, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can obviously like the Facebook page as well and see when we post things there too. And hopefully, uh, I think we'll have a few more guests and interesting people to chat to as well. Yeah, we've, we do. We've got a, um, a couple of international guests coming up, uh, which, which is fantastic because uh, without, without Zoom and without the COVID uh, problem, we, we may not, haven't really thought about that sort of uh, avenue. So yeah. um, anyway, what is it? Uh, what did Dolly Parton say? Uh, when it rains, even a rainbow comes out or something like that. I'm not sure. I'll leave, I'll leave that one with you. <laughs> uh, anyway. Alrighty, guys. Catch you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you'd like more information, check us out at karateovercoffee.com. Or have a look at wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be on Spotify, iTunes, on the website or online. And I look forward to grabbing a coffee with you next time.